the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We had to do it, folks. When a legendary musician passes away, especially way too young, you need to pay a little tribute. May he rest in peace, Toby Keith, who helped inspire the country after September 11th, 2001, with a song like that, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, a great tune. Welcome back to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710-KNUS, our penultimate program, as we announced earlier on in the show. But the discussion is serious, covering very important topics of the day and a wide-ranging set of issues. In the next hour, we will be joined by communications expert and host of the Crisis Files podcast, Rashini Rajkumar, who returns to the show to in part talk about Biden's embarrassing press conference the other day. You know, there is a theme. There is a theme of embarrassment that is going on right now on this program. I thought the Tucker Carlson interview, as we discussed with Keith Nobles, was a bit embarrassing. The Biden presser was a definition of embarrassing. And as we will get to, the Colorado GOP embarrassed and debased itself this week with an email put out calling on folks to pray for Tina Peters, the embattled former clerk of Mesa County and failed candidate for the Republican nomination for secretary of state. And, you know, I mean, this is an important discussion as reminded by Dwight Schrute from the office. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. (laughs) Yeah. And that includes... My guest this morning, one of whom was accused by Tina Peters of committing perjury on this program uh, just a couple of years ago. And I think about the gentleman who, um, you know, he, he perjured himself on the stand. We know that. Uh, and he's going to have to deal with that. But you have to think about, you know, he's a, he's a good man. Um, how fearful he must have been. Because look what they've done. Who to is me. this? This is Gerald Wood. Just think about how fearful he must have been. Because look what they've done to me. And that interview with Tina Peters is what resulted in me getting connected with our guests this hour, Gerald Wood, known as Jerry, and his wife, Wendy, who both returned this morning for an exclusive interview as Tina Peters' trial has been continued once again. She fired her legal team as a new legal team. By the way, these are the fi- this is the fifth attorney of record for Tina Peters, according to... The previous, uh, att- or no, the, according to the new attorney, actually. Jerry and Wendy, welcome to the program. It's good to have you back. Thank you, Jimmy. Good morning. Thank good you. Good morning. And, and thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. I appreciate it. Um, Jerry, I, I really want to remind folks about what went on here because, and then we'll get to the Colorado GOP email and so forth. I think a lot of people either don't know or they don't remember the aspect of the story that includes the people who 
lost so much because of and, and look, let me just preface this. Gina Peters, like everybody else, is innocent until proven guilty. That is our standard when it comes to the law. But that doesn't mean that there aren't facts that we know and that have been admitted to, such as a guy named Conan Hayes using your name badge and identity, Jerry, to go engage in this election security breach for Tina Peters. So let's go back to August of 2021. You were at uh, Mike Lindell's uh, so-called election integrity conference or whatever they called it. Just remind us some of what happened there, the cyber symposium. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. Well, um, it actually started before that, early in 2021, when I was approached um, by Tina and one of her friends to, um, you know, to basically be available if they needed me to um, help back up the election servers. And I didn't know a lot about them servers at that time, but I said, yeah, I'm a computer guy. Backing up systems is pretty easy. I just need to know what kind of system I'm dealing with. I've learned a lot more since then, but then months go by, and I never got that call to help with that. And then um, in August, I was at uh, Mike Lindell's cyber symposium where he was going to lay out all this evidence for why, why and how the 2020 election was stolen. And I had applied and worked <laughs> diligently to be able to go as a cyber expert. They were looking for people with um, good backgrounds in security and software and everything, which I have, and then um, and to uh, be there to help evaluate this evidence. And um, while I was there, I got there on a Monday. It started Tuesday morning, but that Tuesday is when Tina's, um, our, our current, um, she was our county clerk and here in Mesa County, and her office was raided because copies of the election server had been posted online and it was identified as our election server and that kind of started the whole thing i was we were getting calls wendy's got a call from an investigator saying i was you know i i you know my name was attached to all of this and wanting to know how i how and when i had worked for the the county and if I had worked for the county. And so things were starting to blow up and we were starting to wonder just what in the world was going on. And let's just but be clear it, as well. One, one little fact is that at the cyber symposium, they showed uh, some of these these copies and, and what had been acquired. And that's how they were then able to be like, oh, this is this is Mesa County. That's being revealed right. here. So just so folk, folks know. And you had gone in and gone through a process of a background check and so forth prior to this, right, and got an, a name badge, which you were asked to return to the county and not hold on to. Correct. So I could, it could be used periodically if I was hired as a consultant to come in and do various IT things that um, that the county on some level would, wouldn't do or couldn't do the way it was needed to be done. And one of those things was potentially backing up the, electric, the election servers. Uh, and so, Jerry, you you uh, were at the symposium, and then your wife gets a call, and then, what, the, do the police show up? Um, well, yeah, the, ne- <laughs> the next day. Not quite day, like that. <laughs> um, not quite like that, but, I mean, Wendy was here. I was out of town. It might be better for her to, to tell that yeah, part sure. of it. Go- yeah, sure. Wendy, what uh, happened Wendy- next yeah. on your end? Let's go ahead and do exactly what Jerry said. <laughs> well, 
Uh, we actually, yeah, it was later. It was, in fact, it was the next day and it was in the evening and it was three of our five kids were home and we were just chilling on the couch watching a show. And, um, we heard a knock at the door and I think one of my, my son, I think might've gone to the door and just said, it's the police. And I'm like, you're kidding. <laughs> and sure enough, we go to the door and it's the DA's office with the, uh, the sheriff's department. And there's a dozen officers at our door and are swarming our property at that point. They were already there at 9 PM at night. It was, it was shocking. It just, um, not expected any of that. I, you know, I mean, the phone call was weird from the investigator, and it did make me wonder if they mixed us up with somebody. Um, but then to have that happen just threw us into a totally different realm of, um, wow, this isn't stuff that we've ever been through. This isn't stuff that people like us do, you know. And I just kept feeling like the whole time you have the wrong people. And it's felt like that ever since. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and so what did they, they do? They took electronics, correct? Was it then or at a later point? They did. They, they took our phones, all of our phones. They made us sit on the couch for two hours while they um, thoroughly searched our home. They took all of our children's electronics, our most um, laptops, computers, iPads, all the things. Uh, we got our phones back the next day um, at, at our request. And, um, Everything else is still gone to this day, including my work laptop. Um, eventually, they came back again and took my husband's work laptop and or work computers. And, yeah, so they still have all of that. And I'm sure by the time they do come back, they're probably not really, uh, you know, how technology degrades over time. So, yeah, yeah. it was a major loss in that department. We're talking with Jerry and Wendy Wood here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. I want to play a clip because this deals with identity being used. And we know this was a guy by the name of Conan Hayes, who, of all things, was a professional surfer in the 1990s. And Conan Hayes admitted this. And the New York Times was the first to make public. And by the way, back when I was first hearing grumblings about this in August, September of 2021, I knew Jerry that you were not the one who actually was there, that it was somebody else, and I had already seen Conan Hayes' name being tossed about. So there's a guy by the name of Patrick Byrne, and he is the former CEO and founder of Overstock.com. Very, very wealthy guy. And here is something that he said in, I can't remember if this was an interview, what, what it was, but uh, you just have to listen as he describes getting a video call from some mysterious guy who got into Mesa. Tina Peters, Mesa County, Colorado, says, That's, I'm not sure I believe that. I'm not sure anyone should be in here fiddling with these machines. And she caused a computer scientist, a, a white hat hacker. She got this fellow in. Now, what's funny is this guy happens to be a badass. He's a real badass. I'm not going to tell you anything more. He's a badass, but he's an unassuming badass. Proceed. He went in. And, you know, got some, they gave him some county credentials or something. And he dressed up like a little nerd. And he went in and he, and he took an image, a forensic image that could be producible in court. Unbeknownst to them, one of those county workers wasn't really a county worker. Like one of those county workers was this outside court certified cyber guy who was keeping an eye on them. He actually called me from the middle. He was sitting next to them at one point that day. This was back, I think, in May. 
I think it was June of last year. He actually called me on FaceTime. He had a name like Billy or something on his name tag. Billy, the county worker. Hey, message to Dominion and Colorado Secretary of State. That guy with Billy on his name tag next to you, he was actually one of ours. He was filming you. Well, it wasn't Billy on the name tag. It was Gerald Wood. And uh, Jerry, that, first of all, did you know, were you aware that your name and likeness, well, at least supposedly likeness, were being used? There was a photo on the bed. Yeah. No, not that way. No. It was to be used by me if I was called in as a consultant. Um, but, you know, that I couldn't hold on to that badge when I wasn't working for the county as a consultant because I couldn't just walk around with a county badge acting like a county employee. Mm-hmm. And so when when you hear a description like that, we know Conan Hayes had admit, has admitted that he was the one and this was all part of a election security breach with alleged violations of all sorts of laws. How how do you look at things now? What is this? Two and a half years later? I'm not very good at math. I think this is about two and a half years afterwards, and this is still going on. Yeah. Well, it is kind of crazy to see how the... I'm sorry, would you want to say it, Wendy? It, no, go I'm ahead. Just saying it does, okay. <laughs> it said, um, it's kind of crazy that this much time has gone by, and it's kind of an eye-opener in many ways of how our justice system works. Um, just the way things can be delayed, um, the normal process and the, the, the not so normal process. But yeah, we, we would love to have it be, be put behind us. But yeah, there's been a lot of things that we have kind of seen and learned over time as to what was really going on. And, you know, that someone did impersonate me and then that this was, you know, a, a somewhat failed attempt to, to try and uncover you know, a stolen election. Well, let me just be and clear. It, I want to jump in. It was a failed attempt. Everything about it yeah. was a failed attempt. These reports, which specifically say that they were intended for the defense of Tina Peters, turned out to be mm-hmm. as shoddy as anything and not to prove anything contrary to what uh, some would claim. Now, I do want to just share a little bit from the news here, and then we'll go to a break and we will come back and and get into a little bit more, including about the Colorado GOP statement that came out urging prayer two Thursdays ago for Tina Peters. So as the Colorado Sun reported, the trial just the other day on the 6th, so Tuesday, was continued once again. I think this is, what, the third time that it has been postponed. And this is, by the way, Tina Peters was indicted by a grand jury on multiple counts, including felonies, and identity theft piece was was part of that, and um, and misdemeanors. And that was back in March of 2022, 10 different counts. Well, Carbondale attorney Michael Edminster took over the case from Douglas Richards and other attorneys in uh, the, in Richards' law firm when uh, Edminster filed a motion to replace the other lawyers on Monday with hearings on the request held Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning. So P- Tina Peters, in essence, fired her legal team again. And then ended up with the fifth attorney of record. Edminster identified himself in court as her fifth attorney of record. Colorado Sun goes on to say earlier in the hearing, Barrett said the timing of Peter's motion to switch attorneys three days before her trial was scheduled to begin led him to the conclusion that she was using delay tactics to postpone the trial. 
Barrett laid out Peter's three choices on Monday. She could rehire Richards, represent herself, or rely on a new attorney who was not prepared for trial. But the judge pivoted and granted the continuance Tuesday based on motions filed by both Richards and Edminster. Barrett said those motions put him in the difficult position of balancing Peter's rights to counsel with the court's mandate for, quote, an orderly and efficient use of justice. And just so folks know, Peters appeared virtually in a bathrobe during the Monday hearing. And in Tuesday's hearing, she coughed and wiped her nose repeatedly, speaking in a quavering voice. In the middle of the hearing, she disappeared from the screen and told the judge it was because she had a bloody nose. So you have this continuance. This is ongoing. And the uh, it's the fourth time, in fact, that there's been a postponement. Jerry Wood, talk to me about that for a moment, the, the continuance. What's your reaction to that exclusive on the program? Well, we were, we were certainly hoping to, and looking forward to putting this behind us and having some resolution to it. It's all still just hanging out there, and, you know, people ask how we're doing, and they say, it's still going on, if they're not really paying attention. But, yeah, it's still going on, and we still don't have most of our stuff back, Um, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, many thousands of dollars of computer equipment and iPads and various things that are gone that we would love to have back at some point. Um, I'm not sure when that timeline actually is, but it's just kind of it's kind of crazy because our it, it did turn our lives upside down for a time. You know, we've gotten used to it, we've we've learned to live with it, but it, it, at the same time, we would love to have this just be done and to have it be postponed yet yeah. again for a just kind of a, a I don't know hack of the system, I guess, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, just for stupid reasons, I think um, is. Just, you know, just another another shoe to fall in this whole thing and just think, wait, okay, what else is going to happen? I think what amazes, what amazes me is that in all this time, she continues to waive her right to a swift and speedy trial, swift justice. And being on this end of it, I think, man, I just can't wait till our names are fully cleared, things are done, all these other victims are cleared, and, and we can just button this up and be done and move on in life. I would think she would want the same thing. If I thought I might be going to prison, I might want to delay things too, though. (laughs) Jerry and Wendy Wood joining us on the program. We're going to take a break. When we come back, a Colorado GOP email urged folks to pray for Tina Peters in her then upcoming trial. It was something else. We'll talk about that on the other side as we continue on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. Birchwood is the man. Just awesome, awesome musician. Bluesman extraordinaire. It sounds like the vocals are like Mesa County singing about Tina Peters, their former clerk. And being rid of her, good to be with you, 710-KNUS. We've been talking with Jerry and Wendy Wood on the program. They both live up in Farida, Colorado, that area where Grand Junction, Colorado, and that area of the state in Mesa County. And, uh, you know, just one one more reminder I have to do from our good buddy Dwight Schrute. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. 
Millions of families suffer every year. Thank you, The Office, for reminding us of that. Such such a great show. But, of course, uh, Gerald Wood's identity was used by a 90s pro surfer named Conan Hayes to get in an image copy election server hard drive from Mesa County, which was then leaked out. And that's undergirds Tina Peters' 10 different charges from an indictment by a grand jury back in, I think, March of 2022. And we talked more about this in the last segment. If you missed that, you can get to the podcast. But I was stunned, not surprised, but stunned to see the Colorado GOP leadership debase themselves two Thursdays ago on February 1st when they put out quite an email. Please keep Tina Peters in your prayers while she fights the establishment and our corrupt judicial system in her upcoming trial, which will begin on February 9th in Mesa County. By the way, she continued the trial because three days or the trial has been continued because three days before it started, her attorneys were fired. A new legal team was put on the fifth one. Rather interesting when that happens. And uh, she claimed she also had COVID. I don't know if that what the results were of the of the COVID test as well that was required. But I continue from Colorado GOP's email. Tina has risked so much to expose the fraud by doing her job as a county clerk to preserve election records for 25 months as required by law. Let me be clear about something that is false. That is transparently false. Each county retains their voted paper ballots from each election for 25 months after the election. That's required. There are regular backups that are done before something called the trusted build, which is what Conan Hayes went in to be involved with during that time in this process of basically updating the system. And... What's required is that sort of backup that they normally do before a trusted build to be in compliance with state retention laws requiring election records be maintained for 25 months. They have to keep the paper ballots. They have to keep the images. And those images allow and the paper ballots allow the county, if they need to, whatever county it is, to recreate the election, recount the ballots, audit the accuracy of the system. Those records allow for a county clerk to recreate an election to ensure that there is compliance with federal and state election retention laws. Now, Windows log files and activity logs are irrelevant under the statute. They aren't included or implied in the definition of election records that clerks are required to maintain either. Additionally, and I wrote about this way back in February 2022. Additionally, the process expressly complies with federal law and guidance under the 2002 voting system standards passed by Congress and the 2021 federal election law, uh, federal law constraints on post-election audits by the U.S. Department of Justice. So that is false. What was stated in the Colorado GOP email? Yeah, they describe it as her due diligence proved that they were there were indeed election files that were erased. No, that is not at all what was proven. There was nothing actually proven in the reports that were designed for the defense of Tina Peters. And I'll skip through a couple more sentences and get to the last piece. 
We must all unite in prayer and support for Tina Peters so that the jury sees this for what it really is and acquits her of all charges. We are praying for you, dear Tina. You are loved and appreciated by all. Wendy Wood, you sent an email to all the Republicans. I have read it. I have it in front of me. To all the Republicans in the state legislature about this Colorado GOP email that came out February 1st. From your experience, from your lives being turned upside down, as we talked about in the last segment, what was the impetus? Why did you send this email? What did you say? What's your reaction to the Colorado GOP? Take it how you want, Wendy Wood. My impetus. Well, first of all, I'll say that we all need prayer. So asking people to pray for her, sure. But let's pray that she tells the truth, because that would be the best prayer. Let's pray for God's will to be done in this situation. If she's standing up as a Christian woman, then that's what her prayer should be, too. But I'll tell you, this <clears throat> this seems to be the trend anymore within politics, within um, what we thought was a party, Republican Party, that was lawful and upholding these standards and these morals. It seems to be the trend anymore throughout our nation that it becomes self-serving or it becomes about whoever is the maybe the chairman at the time, for instance, Dave Williams in in our state. It's frustrating to me. There are a lot of, um, I know like Senator Janice Rich, she stood up and against Tina in this. She wrote, she was one of those that wrote back against this and said, no, this doesn't represent our party. So I know that there are, there are many others within our legislature that did stand against this. But the part that is appalling to me is that, did they make flyers for us asking for support for the other victims in this, the other families that have suffered and, and were put at risk through Tina's actions and Sharona's actions? You know, these things that, um, that they keep touting as her- heroic, there's not, um, there's not a sense of, of justice within their words. And I think that's the part that I, I really struggle with is, did these entities take the time to vet her before they put everything fully behind her. Because when these things come down, when this judgment comes down, what side of the law are they going to be standing on at that point? And how does that make them look? And I think that's something that I would be very fearful to attach my name to someone who has already admitted to doing criminal acts. Or at least admitted to activities that have been alleged. Um, by uh, the prosecutors <laughs> to you. be to be criminal to be to be clear there, I, I do want to ask yes, you. You. Uh, you are the pastor of your church. How has this impacted that? How has it played into your role as uh, a faith leader? Well, I'll tell you. We have such a great congregation. They are. They know us. They know Jerry and I. They know. And when they heard these things, they were shocked. <laughs> they said, "Are you kidding me?" that you guys and it just it doesn't it's incongruous (laughs) you know from who they know to that they could even imagine us doing anything or like this or being complicit with it so in that respect we've had utter support from our congregation now the community that's another thing the political community those that just that know the full story but just decided we are diehard tina team tina um that was hard. We've been um, scrutinized publicly. We've had 
We've had mail come, hate mail come to us. Um, we've been slandered in the news. We've been slandered publicly. We go to political meetings, and there's still, you know, a handful of people there, here and there, that that um, just, you know, anger darts coming out of their eyes toward us. <laughs> and, and you know, it's at this point we're just so over it. But it's it's one of those things that you kind of just feel like because we want justice, we want the truth to be there. And at this point, it just feels like it keeps getting covered up. That part is frustrating. And, and, that, um, and that, as, a, as a Christian woman, yeah. you do. You want the truth because the truth sets us hmm. free. Hmm. Well, and I, I will just say, Jerry Wood, uh, and feel free to offer your, your thoughts. Um, Wendy sent the email to the legislators. But I do want to know that it wasn't just um, because of the, the, the Peters um, bringing up and, and using your identity and, and so forth with Conan Hayes. Um, but Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State, named you initially and and put you out into the public yeah. eye with your name. Um, I just want yeah. folks to to know that that happened too, uh, and, yeah. and she she was uh, uh, something else, but not surprising coming from her. But go ahead, your thoughts regarding the the uh, email from the GOP. Well, um, just the Jenna Griswold thing, you know, she you know she did point a finger at me and said, I did it. And it felt, started to feel like a government setup. But yeah, I thought, you know, the, the letter from the GOP was just kind of jaw dropping. And Wendy, Wendy said, I, I have to respond to this. And I said, well, you, you do that, you know, you go for it. Um, and I, you know, and I just, it was just kind of surprising that, that that would come out on that level. We knew that she had a little bit of support here and there, but not, not coming from straight from the the you know chair of the GOP for our state. Yeah, well, it's uh it was something else to read that position being taken. I do want to note as well that there was a an email that went out to I think it was also to Republican elected officials if I remember correctly. That was a call to Colorado GOP members. Very strong language from current and former Republican election officials who said, quote, she led a willful breach of her voting system. Peters did not uncover any fraud or threats to Mesa County elections. In the end, she herself was the threat to election integrity in the county. Her actions made elections less secure and more susceptible to nefarious activity. And they go in uh, on to close. We want to state unequivocally, Tina Peters is not a hero. She is a sadly misguided individual who did not uphold her oath of office and her obligations to the community she served. We ask our fellow Colorado Republican Party members to support your local Republican clerk and recorders who administer with integrity an election system that serves our Constitution and every Coloradan casting a ballot. And it includes every living Republican, all but one, former Secretary of State, as well as a slew of current, I, th- I think most of the current Republican, a lot of the current Republican clerks and recorders, including down in El Paso County and in Douglas County as well, uh, for current clerks and recorders and a slew of former clerks and recorders. It's quite a list of people. Um, do either of you want to just sort of react to seeing Republican election officials saying, okay, this backing of Tina was wrong? Oh yeah, I was, I was like, yes, <laughs> finally. It just felt like 
Because every time you see something in support of her that's that's sort of sanctioned on the public level, it feels so much like that wound is just being torn open again. And you feel like, gosh, if they just knew the truth. But that's the worst part is that so many know the full story and they still choose to victimize us over and over as well as the others that have been victimized by this. So when you see someone finally champion the truth, it's so Oh, it's just, it feels wonderful. Mm. Jerry? It feels like you have support. <laughs> Jerry, your reaction? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I was just thinking you were, you were absolutely correct that, you know, she did damage it. And this letter from them is absolutely correct. And it, like Wendy said, it's great to hear people coming out for the truth um, when a lot of what you hear are the loud, the, the loud voices that are, you know, not, they just want to rabble-rouse or, you know, ride the gravy train because they, they, they get fame and fortune out of this. But, um, but yeah, what I've experienced is just trying to follow through on election integrity issues. Cause that is, you know, it is near and dear to my heart is having good elections. We can trust you know, when trying to follow through on a lot of things, um, doors have been shut because of the way that she conducted things. And, you know, yeah. you just can't talk about certain topics with, with, of elected officials um, because they have been burned so badly. Well, and I'll just be clear again. We know a lot of facts about what happened, including things that were even admitted by Tina Peters herself, as well as Conan Hayes, who, again, used your identity, Jerry Wood. That is different from saying, okay, this person is convicted of a particular crime that is for a judiciary to determine but you do know facts that are at least enough to say this is unethical and the colorado gop should never do anything like this i want to read one text that came in from Susie. prayers for gerald wood and wendy they are the ones who are truly innocent and deserve our support and prayers as a fellow software engineer they are 100 percent innocent so that's Susie there um, before we wrap up, because we, we got to go, and before I let you go, I want to ask each of you if you have a, a final word for us today. Um, again, this trial is continued. Uh, was there a, do we, do we know, we don't know yet when it's going to be rescheduled for, do we? July 29th. July 29th. Okay, I guess, I guess we do, but it has been postponed for, what, the, the third time, I think? Fourth time. That's yeah. fourth time. Uh, but a final word before we let each of you go. Let's go with Jerry first. Uh, just, well, I want to thank you for putting, you know, bringing us on to talk about this again. And, and we're going to miss you on the air for sure as your, your show wraps up next week. So but just thank you so much for being on the air and, and for doing what you do. We, we, we love you. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, I appreciate yeah, we just, it, but we, we definitely are looking forward to having this be done. You know, mm. we do want to have our names, our names, you know, cleared. Uh, for you know, in the in the public domain, and you know, and officially in the illegal realms, um, we just we we are looking forward to it, and that's just something kind of blows our minds that this keeps getting delayed and delayed. As someone who's, you know, as someone who's innocent, I I was looking forward to clearing my name as quickly as possible. Mm. Wendy, final word from you. Yes, I echo Jerry's sentiment. Thank you so much for. Just giving us a platform and a voice. It's hard because we've had to be silent for so long over this. And I appreciate that very much. 
um, our kids appreciate it. They're, they're victimized in this as well. And we are not victims, but we certainly have been put through the ringer. But I also want to say that um, I just want to say God bless you and your endeavors moving forward from here. We will miss you on this on the air, but you are a rare person, a man of integrity that as a journalist, that is such a rare quality anymore. And I just, I say, keep speaking the truth and do it boldly in an ever, whichever platform or format you uh, end up doing it. But um, you are also sharp, you're funny, and I just think keep using those gifts that God gave you, and we'll keep you in prayer. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, and <clears throat> as you said, you both have been put through the ringer, and um, I appreciate you being willing to, to come on the program again and offer your perspectives. Kudos on the email to the legislators. I hope they took it to heart, and I wish you both and your families and the others who have been caught up in this through no fault of their own all the best. Thank you. Thank you both. Once again, Jerry and Wendy Wood joining us exclusively on the Jimmy Sangenberger this sh- uh, show this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back on the other side A News Talk 710 KNUS. Grooving back on the Jimmy Sangenberger show. Best damn bumper music known to man, John Nemeth. I'll be glad. Just makes you want to get up and boogie. I'm boogieing in my chair. Good to be with you. My thanks again to Jerry and Wendy Wood for spending time with us in a Colorado radio exclusive this morning. Look, I got a text. You're wrong about Tina Peters. She is a hero. Couple things. One, does a hero take somebody's identity without them knowing, especially without them knowing, and give it to somebody, in this case, a pro surfer named Conan Hayes, and say, hey, I want you to go in and make copies of hard drive. And you know for a fact that the copies were made, and also that, uh, guess what, that is not required by law. Moreover, the reports are bull fill in the blank. They don't prove a single thing, and you cannot reliably, and this is why you won't see the reports entered in the record as some sort of expert thing, When a report is created for the purpose, as stated, of the defense of an individual, you cannot trust in the reliability from the outset. Tina Peters is no hero. I don't know if she'll be convicted of something that has been charged against her, any of the felonies or misdemeanors. But at the very least, she is guilty of woefully unethical behavior and failing in her job as a clerk and recorder. Those are facts. Plain and simple. And hopefully that trial will finally happen and the Woods and the others who got caught up in this will finally be able to put it behind them. Rashini Rajkumar up next. It's the penultimate program of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.